What's good, everybody? Welcome back to episode numero cuatro. Today, we're going to share with you guys our NBA way too early power rankings. Yep, it's exactly what it sounds like. We're going to rank where each team stands right now, way before the season starts. You know, I always like this one personally. It's really based off personal preference instead of fact. So um, obviously, so many trades could still happen before the transfer window closes. And with this whole coronavirus pandemic going on, we don't really know when exactly the season is going to start. Some people are saying late, as late as next year. Some people are saying on Christmas Day. We just don't know yet. So that's why I really love doing this one. Anyways, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Every year, a bunch of big name media outlets like Reacher Report, you know, they put their own little um, power rankings together, but we often find those lame and kind of what every casual fan looks for. So we decided to create our own power rankings and put our own little twist on it. Um, as you can see below, we set up, we made our own tiers. So up first for the title favorites, we called it our bubble TJ Warren tier. And you know, TJ Warren, self-explanatory, he went off in the bubble. He was looking like God out there. So Balled out, bro. Yeah, so these here are the clear favorites. Next up, we have sprained ankle Doncic. Uh, we put our contenders in this category. Um, as you know, Doncic on a sprained ankle against the Clippers, uh, he capped off a 43-point triple-double with a buzzer beater. So good, we're expecting good performances from these teams. Next, we have the NBA player vlogs tier. Vlogs tier. Um, kind of different players like JaVale McGee and Matisse Tybel, they gave us insider access to the bubble through their vlogs. And we thought they were pretty solid, just like the teams that are going to come up in this category. Next, we have the Russell Westbrook tier. We know his potential. You know, the man averaged a triple-double for two seasons straight. However, these teams um, are kind of subpar right now, and they need to pick up the performance next year. Our fifth, our second-last category is Pandemic P. Playoff P, way off P, you know. You call <laughs> whatever you want, but that man did not perform this year. Uh, and expect these teams, too, not to perform next year and be their own version, their own Pandemic Ps. And lastly, sure. for... For our bum-ass category, what better name than Danny Green's jumper? You know, I don't think we even have to explain it. That's, that's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? I agree. We got nothing to say there. So, anyways, um, to start it off, that elite list, the title contenders that we've got, um, that bubble TJ Warren, you know, men's were hot this season, and they're going to be hot next season. I don't think there's much to say. I, it's got to be the LA Lakers up top. Who do you got first? Yep, I got the Lakers as well. You know, clear favorites with LeBron. Um, no one else, I'd, I'd put no one else above them. For sure. I, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, like, that that AD-Bron duo is definitely going to stick together. Like, AD is definitely going to resign. Um, no no problems there. Um, the only question I've got is what kind of free agents they're going to get. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure something out. But, yeah, if that duo sticks together, uh, they're definitely the favorites. 100%. Um, yeah, moving on to number two. Um, and that still in that bubble, TJ Warren, you know, those elite, elite teams. I've got Milwaukee Bucks second. <laughs> nah, oh, what's the problem with that? What's the problem with that? The Bucks are not doing shit next year. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Bucks are not doing anything next year. Bro, come so, on. You know, I got, I personally have the Clippers as my number two team. You know, I respect that. I, respect I that. think we saw what happened with Virginia after their loss to UMBC. I think they'll come back next year, have a big season. They'll be hungry next year. Yeah, I think they'll be able to compete with LA and get right back to the. Western, or get to the Western Conference Finals this year and compete for a chip. Okay, I understand the controversy around controversy around my pick. You know, being a Bucks fan, like 
Um, I'm trying to not be biased, but the reason why I'm putting them here is not because I think that they are the second best team right now. It's more because they have to be here. Like, let's be honest, if, if they aren't here, Giannis is leaving this team. And if he leaves, the Bucks franchise is basically over. Like, they're going to be in Danny Green's jumper. So <laughs> it's, it's, more of a, it's a more of like a prayer I'm putting up right now, hoping that they're going to be there. So that's why I've got them second. Yeah, you know, I, I actually really I like that perspective. I respect it. And yeah, I think, I think that, that's a, a very good point. Yeah, so I'm going to take your number two pick and make that my number three. I got the LA Clippers third. And um, I think that because, you know, Ty Lue signing with them, definitely going to be a big, big help for them. You know, kind of rejuvenating that squad, um, getting the best leadership qualities out of Kawhi and um, PG. Maybe we'll actually see playoff P, not a way off P or pandemic P. <laughs> uh, my only question for them is what kind of point guard they can get. That's uh, That's kind of like... Um, a big, a big if that they uh, they got to solve right now, but it's going to be revenge season, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know they're looking at Rondo too, so Rondo could be a good addition. But yeah, for sure, you know, like right now Reggie Jackson um, isn't gonna get the job done. You know, um, my number three. There might be a little personal bias here. You know, some people um, call me a Raptor sexual, um, if that makes sense. When I'm repping the Raptors jersey right here, so number three, I'm going with my Toronto Raptors. Um, they're, they're, they're not in my bubble TJ Warren tier. They're in my sprained ankle Doncic tier, but I think they're, they'll be revitalized next year, you know, ready to compete for a title and mark my words, the Raptors will be sitting on top of the NBA. Bro, stop, stop it, bro. I'll respect your decision to put them in sprained ankle Doncic because that's where I've got them too. But like, let's be honest, they are not number four. There, there's absolutely, no, you got the number three. There's no way that they are number three. It just doesn't make sense. Like. How are you going to take them over the, the Warriors or the Celtics or the Bucks, Bro, get that BS opinion out of here. I, I will not let that, let that be. You know, before, before I move on to number, to number four, I'm just going to say, just like you and a lot of the, like, sorry, just like a lot of the other teams in the league, I think you're sleeping on them. Come and, you know, on, bro. You're kind of underestimating the, the power of Nick Nurse. And if Nick you get, Nurse. You get Harold too. You know, Pascal's back. He's not, he's not, um, Pascal's back. Pascal's been gone for the whole season. <laughs> buddy, buddy took off to Cancun with playoff P. That's, yeah. that's where he went. <laughs> He's a second. That's team. the only play. Uh, that's the only place where uh, Siakam went this postseason. Look, he was a second team All NBA, and I expect him to continue that into next season. But you know, enough talk of the Raptors. Uh, Dad, who do you have for number four? You know, for number four, um, this one might be a little bit of a surprise. Maybe it's not for some people, but I've def I've got the Celtics, and I'm gonna keep them in that bubble. T.J. Warren list. I think that they are definitely a title contender next year. They've got they've got the guards to do it. They, um, they're very plentiful in that position. They've got Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, um, Brown. Who else they've got? Um, Kemba. Kemba, exactly. They got Kemba Walker. All those players together make an incredible backcourt, and I think that. Um, if they can just find that centerpiece, that big man, um, maybe trade out. I'm not sure. A lot of people are saying Gordon Hayward is a possible piece to leave. And um, you can get someone like Rudy Gobert in that system. Someone to just, just be focused on defending that paint. They're going to be a force to reckon with. And if they can, even if they keep this roster together, they are a title, title contender regardless. Yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to match your number four pick, put the Celtics in there as well. You know, I, I really like as well that young duo of, Tatum and Brown and I agree with your point with Gobert you know I think this team is one like elite big man or even like a solid big man away um from moving into that bubble Warren tier for me for sure for sure all right for me moving on to number five um I'm going to take a step down now we're entering the sprained ankle Doncic tier you know still 
still amazing. These teams are definitely at least conference title contenders. Like, they could be there for sure. Um, I've got the Golden State Warriors. Okay, okay. Now, you know, some people might be like, what the hell, Dav? How the hell are you going to put them there? Uh, they, just, they were the last team in the West. But you know what? Steph Curry and Clay are back. Best backcourt duel ever in the history of basketball. So, you know, I, I've got to respect that. And uh, with them both being back, they've got to be number five for me. So, yeah, no, I like that. I think um, people have kind of forgotten about how good the Splash Brothers really are. And, you know, even before that, KD era. So, you know, I like, I like that pick at number five. I think they'll definitely kind of reintroduce themselves to that elite tier in the NBA. My, number five for me, I have the Bucks. you know. Um, even personally, I think it's still a bit high, but I do have to. Still high. Yes. You think that's still high. So first you disrespected them by putting (laughs) them in sprained ankle Doncic. Are you forgetting that they've got a two-time MVP and defensive player of the year at the age of 25? Yeah. You know, all respect to Giannis and everything, but I think, you know, I think even though they had the best record in the league this year, I think next year, you know, we saw what the Miami Heat did to them. I think a lot of teams are now going to know the recipe to beating them. And I think once you shut down Giannis, uh, you know, build a wall in the paint. I think we're going to see that not just in the playoffs as we did this year, but more during the regular season next year. And I don't think they'll be able to um, kind of reproduce the, their success and kind of carry that success from the regular season into the postseason. I, def- I definitely disagree with that. And like, um, I just got a question for you. You know, what what player do you think that the Bucks need right now to, you know, because we've been talking about the other teams, what kind of moves they might be able to make. Um, what player right now do you think fits fits this Bucks system best? Who can they take in that's realistic, not fantasy targets? Yeah, you know, I thought we talked about Chris Paul before, but, you know, his contract's really big. I would definitely say right now, you know, Bradley Beal, maybe Victor Oladipo, one of those two, you know, just a, a secondary or third playmaker, you know, to pair with Giannis and Chris Middleton, you know, hopefully they can build one of the best um, three and D trios in the, in, the, in the league with Oladipo, or you get that elite scorer in Beal to carry. Um, but, yeah, I think one of those two guys would be my – my kind of picks for them yeah well obviously this is the way too early playoff ranking so our power ranking so we can't know for sure what kind of trades are going to happen but assuming that Victor Oladipo or Bradley Beal come through and we do sign them and get rid of garbage players like Eric Bledsoe that guy's just got to get out of this team if he leaves and we get those kind of players um even if it means entering the luxury tax I've got to put them number one if 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 the season if the season starts and they've got one of those two players they for me are going to be number one on this power ranking list I respect that. I respect that. So anyways, moving on to uh, number six in the sprained ankle Doncic section, uh, an elite team finished second overall um, right behind the LA Lakers lost them in game, game six uh, Miami heat. I think this is pretty obvious. They've got to be in this, in this tier. Um, they've proved what they can do with such a young, talented roster as well. Like, Think about it. This team was young. Most of them have never even been to a play. I'm pretty sure there's a stat that LeBron James in his whole career has played more um, minutes in the NBA Finals than all of the players in the Miami Heat roster combined. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. So, now with this whole year of experience under their belt, I think that they've got to be at least a conference uh, title contender for sure. Okay. You know, I think you're a victim. You've fallen victim to the recency bias. You know, I'm going to be straight up. You know, I like them, but I don't think they're going to – Bro, get out of here with this BS recency bias. I think I think you're definitely on that recency bias pill still. And um, yeah, you know, I think I think next year the East is gonna be too good and they're not gonna be able to replicate their success. I'll agree with you that the East are gonna be good, but 
I think that I, I think you're the opposite. I think you've got that disrespect bias. I think that you're just putting them way too low. I, I'm I'm excited to see where you've got them because anything below what I've got is disrespectful to the Miami Heat. Well, I I I'm not. I'll be honest. You know, you might be waiting a bit. Um, oh my! Before God. you hear the name called, but anyways, going to my number six. You know, I think um, for my number six pick, I picked the team that I think is going to be the, the 2020 bubble Miami Heat, and I have the Houston Rockets there. You know, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Um, with their new coach as well, um, Stefan Silas. I'm just really excited to see what they're going to do next year. You know, I think James Harden, you know, you got the greatest offensive player scorer in NBA history. Um, Russell Westbrook. Well, I mean, know, not the best, not the greatest, but yeah, he's one, he's up there for sure. Well, he is the greatest, but we can say that. Uh, that's MJ, but anyways. For another time. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do next year. Hopefully they stick with small ball. And I'm expecting them to do big things next year and make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, for the first time, besides for the first pick, we finally agree. I've got I've got the Rockets there too. I think that um, yeah, they I think with Steven Silas coming in, uh, their offense should run a lot smoother than it was with D'Antoni. I think the biggest question is, will the player, will these elite players, these stubborn players, Harden and Westbrook, will they buy into the system? And an even even bigger question is, is uh Tillman Fertitta gonna blow up this roster? We still don't know. So. Assuming everything stays the same, yeah, I've got them. I've got them in a seventh position as well. Yeah, no, it would be it would be a real tragedy if this this roster got blown up. Um, but yeah, my number seven, I have Golden State. You know, as I said earlier, I think people for people really forgot how good they are, and especially Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, that duo has been. So I'm expecting them to do big things next year. I don't know about um, kind of if they're like a title favorite or even like at the top of. Um, title contenders. That's why I have them kind of lower in my Luka Doncic sprained ankle tier, but I am expecting them to make a run in the Western Conference playoffs next year. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, I could see. I could like Any of three of those teams I've just mentioned, like the, the Golden State, Miami Heat, and the Rockets, for me, they're all interchangeable. Either one of them could be uh, in each position. They all have a case. But anyways, moving on to number eight, still in the sprained ankle Doncic section for me. I've got the Toronto Raptors. Now, I don't want to disrespect them too much because obviously they, they've proven over and over again that they are, that, and they should be recognized as one of the best teams in this, uh, in this league. My only question is, are they going to sign, are they going to re-sign Freddie Van Vliet or is he going to look for that bag in other places like New York Knicks? Because obviously that's a possible destination for him. Also, we've got players like Kyle Lowry getting older and older. This seems to be a little bit of an aging roster. Um, my biggest question is Kyle going to be able to perform the same way he has? Is he going to be load managed? Is that going to affect their overall standings in, this, in, the, in the league, in the Eastern Conference? So that's my biggest question. That's why I've got them much lower than what you had them at. Yeah, you know, I, I think personally, although teams can offer, teams like the Detroit Pistons and New York Knicks can offer Fred Van Vliet more money, I think ultimately I don't see him leaving. I think he'll stay in Toronto. I think he would be dumb to leave, you know. Um, kind of an often like metaphorical saying is, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, if he does take that money, you know, he has a great fit in Toronto. Um, and I think he would be dumb to leave. And, you know, with Kyle Lowry, I think as long as he has that ass, you know, I don't, I don't really see him like stopping anytime soon. You know, he'll be, he'll be a force to reckon with in the NBA for the years. To yeah. Come. I, I can't argue with that. That That's true. That's true. As long as he got that dumb thick ass, he's staying there for sure. <laughs> And yeah, so taking those great. charges now, now, you know what? That makes sense. Why he takes all those charges. He's got a nice cushion to, to <laughs> land on, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for real. Anyways, moving on to uh, number nine, still in my spread ankle, Doncic, 
this team surprised a lot and um, came back 3-1 twice, beating out the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers, two teams that were uh, very, very strong in this, in this Western Conference. That team is the Denver Nuggets. The reason why I've got them in this tier is because I'm excited to see what this Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic duo has to offer. Um, I feel like they have one of the most fluid offenses in this league, uh, largely due to uh, Nikola Jokic's unorthodox style of center. Um, I'm excited to see, are they able to maintain this form? Um, Are they even going to land themselves higher in the Western Conference? I think there's a few questions, but yeah, I've got to keep them in the sprained ankle donches tier. And yeah, um, I like like the, the Denver Nuggets as well. You know, I think you got a bit excited kind of speaking about Lowry's ass and skipped over my number eight pick, but <laughs> it's all good. Um, I was going to have the Denver Nuggets next for me, you know, I think as well. I'm really excited to see Jamal Murray um, and really blossom into that superstar next year, you know, become an all-star, hopefully Jokic um, to kind of cement himself as the best center in the league. And for my number nine pick, I have the Miami Heat, you know, you don't have to wait too long. They're the the second last pick in my spring, Nickel Doncho's category, but yeah, you know. Respectable. They had a great run this year, but I think it's going to be very hard to replicate that success with the increased competition in the Eastern Conference. Um, and yeah, until 2020, 2021, when they, or sorry, 2021, 2022 free agency, when they bring in um, a superstar, I think this year isn't, we shouldn't expect from them for the years to come what we saw, what we saw this year. Well, I mean, they've already got one in Jimmy Butler, but yeah, I agree. They've got to maybe get one more to really bolster that, that uh, team. Anyways, moving on to number 10 and the last team in my sprained ankle Doncic tier. You know, I was really reluctant to put this team here. I was thinking about putting them in uh, the tier below. But um, the only reason why I put them here is simply because of how talented their roster is and how deep it is. Um, And that team is the Brooklyn Nets. You know, they really remind me of last year's LA Clippers. You kind of took a really uh, a decent team with like already a pretty deep roster and you kind of just plucked into um, superstar players in Kevin Durant and um, Kyrie Irving. Um, My biggest question is how these two will play together. Obviously, um, outside of the roster, they've picked up some pretty great um, management. Uh, They've got Steve Nash as head coach, uh, one of the best point guards of all time running that offense. That will be really, really interesting to see. And then an assistant coach in Mike D'Antoni, one of the greatest offensive coaches of all time. Like, that will be some crazy offense. And two of the most offensively talented players like this team is just offense 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 so they're definitely going to be a really fun team to watch my question is just how Kevin Durant is going to come back from this um Achilles tendon injury like you you rarely rarely see players come back from an injury like this so how's he going to perform is he going to be load managed like there's a lot of ifs with this roster for sure yeah uh, I'm going to match your number 10 pick with the Brooklyn Nets as well um, I'm super excited to see what they have next year. You know, um, also kind of important to mention is that Mike D'Antoni was actually Steve Nash's coach um, back in his playing days when Steve Nash was in Phoenix. You know, we saw that seven seconds or less offense. Who knows if we're going to see it next year with Katie and Kyrie, but um, I agree with everything you said. You know, I could have personally said it any better. All right. Well, uh, we've got our top 10 set. Moving on uh, in my number 11 position. Moving down a tier now, we're into those NBA player vlogs. You know, these teams were good. They were good. They're playoff teams. They'll make it to the playoffs, but um, they're going to, they have to add, these are teams that need to add something to their roster to get to that next level. And the first team, number 11 for me, are the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Obviously, we've got young players like Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis in this roster. 
um, two proven bona fide all-stars um, and definitely superstars soon. I mean, Luca is basically already a superstar. Chris Stapps is getting there, but I think the team's still a little bit young. Um, Rick Carlisle is a great coach, but I'm, they lost Steven Silas, so it's going to be a little bit interesting to see how they kind of adapt to that. So that's why I kind of kept them out of my spray Nico Doncic cheer, which is kind of ironic considering he plays on this team. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to, again, kind of as a match your number 10 pick, I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks as well for me for number 11. And I just think this team right now is kind of one elite um, shooting guard or small forward away from moving up. But yeah, you know, Luka Doncic, definitely arguably like the future of the NBA, a future GOAT as well. Um, what he's been able to do so far at the age of like 22, you know, I think a, real, a lot of people are really sleeping on him and aren't appreciating the greatness that we're seeing. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him hopefully sustain his output and production for, for many years to come. And kind of once LeBron retires, hopefully he becomes the next LeBron. I don't know. That's a, that's a big ask, but yeah, I definitely see it. Maybe he'll be uh, the white LeBron. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely got a very bright future ahead of him. Um, moving on to number 12, um, I'm going to put Utah Jazz there. Now, Utah Jazz, for some reason, I, I love this roster so much. I love what Donovan Mitchell brings to the table. I love what Rudy Gobert brings to it. Um, they've got some great players around them too. I just feel like this this team has got a ceiling, and they need, they need to ch- mix things up a little bit. I'm not sure how they'll do it, but They've got to mix things up to get – I'm not sure. They need maybe like a shooting guard. I mean, they've already got Donovan. Like, I, I think that maybe a better point guard actually might might help solve their problems. I think that um, sometimes I find that they, they kind of shut off and they're just, they're just too inconsistent to make it into the next tier. But they're definitely a very strong team. And with, you know, one addition, kind of like the Dallas Mavericks, they could definitely make it to the next tier and then maybe even to a title contender. You know, I agree, um, especially this is a team in, in a loaded conference and a loaded Western conference, you know, back-to-back years, we've seen them near the, in like the top half, um, even sure. pushing that top five of the Western conference. So definitely a team with um, a great young star in Donovan Mitchell, and hopefully they'll be able to kind of get to that next level. Um, just a quick question before I announce my, my number 12 pick, do you know, do you know what time it is right now? Uh, it is 1040 right now. Well, it is. It might be ten forty, but you know, for me right now, it's Dame time. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers as my number twelve pick. I personally love Damian Lillard um, and CJ McCollum. I've always been high on him. I think he's an underrated shooting guard, I'm definitely capable of being an All Star. Um, but yeah, I'm going with them. I'm really excited to see what that duo can do next year. And you know, this is a team. Two years ago, um, they're definitely better. Or sorry, this past year they were definitely better than an eight seed. And two years ago, they went. They took. Golden State, or they made it to the Western Conference Finals. They might have got swept, but they still made it there, and I think they'll be um, they'll be solid next year. I I I respect that. I think you've got them a little bit too high. I don't see how you can have them above Utah. Um, like Utah's always performed better than them. They have, and there's there's even better teams than than uh than the the, the sorry the Trailblazers that that aren't the Utah Jazz. I mean, um. I, I think that Damian Lillard is a great player. I think he's a, a little bit overrated. I, I love what he does, what he brings to the table, that confidence he's got. But then the second best player is basically a, a bootleg version of Chris Middleton. I mean, CJ McCollum isn't isn't as great as he's hyped up to be. And I think they've got to they've kind of got to blow things up and kind of they've got to do definitely got to make a few uh, trades to get this team where it needs to be. So with that being said, I've got. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers at number 13. 
this team, I don't, I don't, they're an, they're an enigma, man. I don't know what else to say. Like, um, one season they're the process. Next season they're the title favorites, like <laughs> in the Eastern Conference, and now they look like bums. I, I, I just can't predict this team. Like, I think that with Doc Rivers, an incredible coach, um, maybe he kind of chokes a little bit getting into that, you know, that, that next tier, but nonetheless, an incredible coach. Um, now they've got Daryl Morey as well, my favorite GM in the league. Uh, he's shown like his ruthlessness to make as many trades as it needs. And I think this team needs trades. So it's very good that they got Daryl Morey. I mean, they've got these big old contracts and, and Tobias Harris and Al Horford, people that were supposed to be like important key role players in this team that to say the least are, are just crap. They're just, they're terrible players right now and they need to get the hell out of there. So I want to see what Daryl Morey is able to do. Like if I'm, a team that's trading with the 76ers, I'm not going to take Tobias Harris one for one. The 76ers are going to need to offer up some some future assets, maybe the pick, or they're going to have to toss in Matisse Thybul in there or something with him. You know, some people that are looking forward to the future. So, like, this team has the pieces. They just got to they gotta move them around to fit right, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, they're definitely out of the process, you know, there and with Joel Embiid and stuff. Um, those days are kind of behind them. They need – like they're a win now organization. I agree with everything you had to say, you know, right now, just they're super inconsistent. Um, I think too, the kind of key to them moving up and becoming a title contender is shooters. Hopefully Ben Simmons can develop a jump shot and just That's have happening. shooters face. No way. Shooters face around the floor. Both. I, mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen either. I'm just saying um, outside shooting and floor spacing is the key to kind of move them higher. Um, my next pick is the Utah jazz. You know, as you said earlier, um, had a lot of really good points. And I just want to point out too, Quinn Snyder, he's one of the best coaches in the NBA as well. So, um, yeah. What, what's your next pick? So, uh, what are we on now? Number 14? Yep. So number 14, I already know you're going to hate this, but I've got the Indiana Pacers. Wow. Now hear me out. Hear me out. This team is a bit, a bit like the 76ers, except all their players are, are kind of down a tier. Like the seventy six or the Pacers, sorry, um, are a really interesting organization. They've got a bunch of, I'd say, third best players on a champion winning roster. They've got Victor Oladipo. I mean, he's probably gonna leave, but still, they've got Victor Oladipo, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, who else am I missing? They've got Demontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, uh, uh, T.J. Warren. Like these are all players that could definitely be the third or even second best option on a championship winning roster. I think that with all these great like guards and forwards that they've got, um, they could definitely make some noise in the East. And the East is starting to get better, but it's still not the same as the West. So I, I, I still have them in the NBA player vlogs. Like they've, they, uh, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. And like, you know, um, there's not much else comp- uh, other competition in the East uh, below them. So, I mean, like I've got to put them there. They're, they've proven that they're a decent team. I think they've finished like fourth in the East. Obviously it's a little bit weaker, but still, I mean, uh, they've got a new coach in Nate Bjorkson. Um, who's apparently a very good coach and works well with his players. So we'll see what happens. I think I think that they deserve to be where they are. You know, I completely, completely disagree with that opinion. You know, I think I think the I think of course so, you do. I, I was gonna say I think the bums, but 
I forgot that they're called the Indiana Pacers. Oh, okay. I have them in my pandemic. I have them in my pandemic P category. You know, it, Bro, that's it, the, that is I, disgusting. Before I, before I, I don't even, know, I don't even know how we created a podcast <laughs> together with that that kind of bomb ass opinion that you have, bro. Before I oh my put God. the disrespect, before I, I do want to put some respect on their name. You know, this is a team that. Nah, how are you, how are you gonna put respect on the name <laughs> after putting them in pandemic P, bro? Let, let me explain this. <laughs> how are you gonna do that? I want to hear it. Go. go I want to say that I think it's really unfortunate that Nate McMillan got fired um because I, I think but we have to look that this is a team that you know they made the conference finals when LeBron was in Cleveland pushed on the seven games and I think that kind of with injuries that kind of has to blame you know they've kind of done with like he's Nate McMillan they've been able to do um kind of what he has available to him in the playoffs you know they've dealt with injuries every year every year especially with Oladipo um last season and yeah you know I think it's really they have definitely like have the potential to do better, but you know, I think they're bums. I do like Malcolm Brogdon, but at the end of the day, you can't put bums in the NBA player vlogs. I'm excited. To, I'm up. no, I'm not excited. I'm I'm disappointed to see what teams you have above them in the East. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, definitely interesting to see. Yeah. Well. Anyways, with with so, my with those yeah. teams, I have the Philadelphia 76ers there. Um. Yeah. For kind of for similar reasons that you stated earlier. Um. So what are we on now? Number fifteen. Yep. Number 15, um, only a few rankings below you. I've got the Portland Trailblazers, Dame time. You know, for, I've kind of already explained myself about the Trailblazers. I think that their roster just is overhyped. I think that the people expect them to do more than what they do just because Damian Lillard is such an incredible player that he's able to elevate this team beyond their potential, in my opinion. Like, the, the, the way that he's able to carry the team back into playoff contention again this year it was pretty remarkable. I thought Memphis had it for sure. But, um, yeah, I think that he sets the bar almost too high for this team. I think that the players he has around him are just too too weak, and they, they uh, in such a strong Western Conference, I think there's better teams and hungrier teams out there than them. Yeah, you know, I like what you kind of had to say about his supporting cast. Um, and, you know, kudos to him. He wants to stay in Portland and kind of build that, build a championship team in Portland hopefully get them there one day but you know I kind of do have to agree with you there um they definitely need some big upgrades if they're going to want to get better um on my number 15 pick I have the Phoenix Suns you know and I'm with an asterisk I'm going to say I'm going to keep them in this category as long as Devin Booker does not fall victim to the Kardashian curse (laughs) with Kendall Jenner is that a real thing yes okay with Blake Griffin um, (laughs) That's you know, true. Everything, but like, yeah, you know, I think I'm expecting a big season from Gee Book next year. Same here, bro. Uh, one of my personal favorite players in the NBA, someone I model my game after. But yeah, you know, I I love Devin Booker, and I'm excited to see hopefully that eight and zero bubble performance. They can carry that momentum into next year. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's a fair uh, a fair analysis. I think that Phoenix Suns have proven to be like like very very recently in the bubble. It's obviously a small sample size because before that they were terrible. So um, it's kind of hard to tell, but, you know, with DeAndre Aiden back, obviously he was suspended for like, I think, 25 games this regular season, this past regular season. Um, when he came back, they started looking a little bit better. Um, they've got a decent uh, supporting cast around Devin Booker too. So yeah, my last team in the NBA player vlogs is going to be the Phoenix Suns. I've got them at 16th. I think they deserve it after that amazing 8-0 and run. I think that there's a potential. There's obviously a possibility that it could have been a fluke. I think that a lot of teams were kind of starting off slow, coming off of the of the coronavirus um, break. Um, 
maybe they were just kind of like re revitalized. They wanted, they really wanted to get in. So that's why they, they played so much better than every other team. I think other teams are kind of resting, you know, they played against the Clippers. I, I'm pretty sure Kawhi and PG were playing restricted minutes, making sure, you know, they were load managing properly. Um, but that, that aside, I think that they have proven there. They, uh, they can make the playoffs. So I think that they're going to be the eighth seed in the Western conference next year, the, the final team to make it. You know, uh, my next pick, I as well think that they're going to be the eighth seed, and that is the New Orleans Pelicans. And you've got them in NBA player vlogs. Yeah. Uh, no, they, they're my second pick in the Russell Westbrook oh, okay, okay. category. But, yeah, um, I mean, I think this is, like, a very exciting young team. I'm excited to see what Zion – we'll see from Zion with the full season um, and already some experience under his belt. But, yeah, you know, having guys like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, hopefully. Um, I think he's a, definitely a very strong early favorite for – most improved player of the year, but I'm definitely excited to see what this Pelicans roster can pull off next year. I think they will make the the postseason after a lot of years of disappointment. Yeah, they definitely had a couple of years of disappointment for sure. I mean, um, Anthony Davis aside, like this team is so so talented, and I think that like with all the young talented players the players they've got, um, yeah, they, they definitely have a shout. I don't think they're gonna be able to do it, but yeah, they definitely got a shout of making it. Um, my first team in the Russell West brick category, um, I have them at 17th overall, is or are the Washington Wizards. Now, this team really excites me. As much as I want to see Beal come to the Milwaukee Bucks, um, I think that that backcourt duo with Beal and John Wall, you know, I've seen a couple of clips of John Wall. He looks absolutely incredible. I mean, always they're always showing their best parts, like these players, when they're playing uh, 5v5 against some some bums, but uh, <laughs> but still, John Wall does look pretty fresh and looks revitalized. So it will be pretty cool to see those two play together, and maybe John Wall can finally start earning the money he's been getting. You know? Yeah, you know, um, definitely. There, he's gonna need a big season next year with his contract. You know, he was injured this year. Hopefully, that injury doesn't have too much of an impact on him. But even before, you know, um, years ago, that duo of John Wall and Bradley Beal, you know, they they were able to make it to the postseason consistently in an Eastern conference, you know, sometimes the kind of middle of the pack around like five, six seeds. But um, yeah, I, I like that pick there. I think, I think they'll definitely, I, I'm, I have them around like a six, seven seed in the Eastern conference next year. Um, but yeah, my next pick and my last pick of the Russell Westbrook category are the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you know, you have the rookie of the year in John Moran. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Jaron Jackson back from that ACL injury. And, yeah, I think Memphis, you know, this year they weren't supposed to do anything, um, made the playoffs, you know. John Morant kind of re-energized the city. Um, and, yeah, I'm really excited to see what, how far he can lead this team. Yeah, I, I think that John Morant, John Morant is an incredible talent. I personally, if we're talking about in terms of careers and longevity, I've got him ahead of Zion. I think that he's going to have a brighter, brighter future. Zion's just got all this hype. He's more of a commercial guy, in my opinion, but still a great talent nonetheless. But, yeah, no, that Memphis Grizzly team definitely looks um, scary next year and could be a big upset for some of those bigger names. But, anyways, that aside, my second team in the Russell Westbrook category, um, at 18th overall, I've got a big sleeper, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm. Now, this team, this team for me is really, really interesting. Like, I'm excited. I actually might watch a few games of theirs next season just because how interesting they are. They've got Carl Anthony Towns, an elite center, um, I can also play power forward, that number four. He, uh, he's, he's a very, very good player, definitely slept on. I kind of see him as like a um, – kind of like the twin brother of Joel Embiid, very similar players. Um, but 
Uh, also, D'Angelo Russell on that team, definitely an all-star. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of Devin Booker. Um, but with those two together, and then also the first overall pick, which will most likely be Anthony Edwards, yeah. which is someone they could definitely use. I mean, like, that team, this team is definitely looking dangerous. Uh, I don't have them in the playoffs just because they're a little bit too young, not, not enough experience. But nonetheless, they're, they're definitely going to take a few points off the t- top teams in the, in the league. Yeah, I know. I like what you had to say there. Um, I think as well, Anthony Edwards will be the number one pick. You know, we're going to get into the draft closer to the date. We're going to have some episodes on draft analysis um, heading into it and our post-draft reactions. With my 18th pick, I'm going with, uh, and this is the first pick of my pandemic P category. I might have the Washington. Damn, you're already Wizards. down there. You're already in the pandemic P section. Yeah, you know, I think God damn. Not, there's not that many. There's a lot of teams that are kind of been disappointed recently, but I have the Washington Wizards as my first pick of it. Um, Yo, hold up, hold up. Hold I, up. I might have them. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. You've got them in pandemic P. Yes. Because just based off purely this year, you know, I might, I might be sleeping on John Wall, but, and I do like that duo of John Wall and Bradley Beal, but I might have them a bit low. Maybe they'll prove me wrong next year, but yeah, I do have them there. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much of an explanation. That's, yeah, I can tell. Uh, that's the thing. I can tell. <laughs> I, I I will admit though, I might have him a bit low, but that, that's yeah, where definitely, I'm going. Definitely. And let's not even get started on the next teams that you're gonna have there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, moving on to number nineteen, the third team in my Russell Westbrook category. And just a reminder, the Russell Westbrook team is a team that has potential, but um, that really sucks right now. That's all there is to say. So um, that team is the New Orleans Pelicans. Johnny kind of already gave a description on them. Um, Definitely a young, talented roster uh, with a lot to prove. Um, I think that they're going to make a big splash this year. And that's why I've got them at number 18. Not much else to say. Yeah. uh, My number 18 pick, I have the Indiana Pacers. You know, I thought you had them. Did you have them in the the, the player vlogs? I have them in NBA player vlogs. So did you really think that the player vlogs were that bad? Just wondering. No, nah, bro. Hey, I, who, I thought they were right. I thought player, they were right. Whose player yeah. vlogs were you watching, though? <laughs> By having them like that high, I don't think I don't think you watched like Matisse's or or Javale's. Like, I think I did. Yeah. Okay. I think I did. I think that. Uh, did you watch Pandemic P? That's a bigger <laughs> question. Did, did you watch Pandemic P? I did watch. Pandemic. Did you see that bum hit the side <laughs> of the freaking net? No, sorry, the side of the board. The backboard. The board, bro. Come on. <laughs> and you're gonna put them there. Yeah. Pandemic P is supposed to be an ass team, and you're putting them there. Indiana Pacers. Yes, I said before they're bums, and I'm sticking with that. They are bums, and I'm not expecting anything from them next year. I can't believe you got Indiana, <laughs> or New Orleans Pelicans higher than the Indiana Pacers. It's Zion that's, time. It's Zion time. Yeah, Zion time, my ass. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Moving on, who do you have next? Past that. We'll just move past that. Yeah. Anyways, well, I can't even remember. What number are we on anymore? I, forgot, uh, I want to say number 19. 19? Okay, okay. So 19, still in the Russell Westbrook category. I'm not going to disrespect teams like you. I've got the Memphis Grizzlies there. Memphis Grizzlies are another team that right now are not so great, but they've got some good potential, kind of like Russell Westbrook. So that's why I've got them at number 19. Um, John Morant, um, Jaron Jackson, these are some young, young players that are definitely no scrubs. These are players that kind of already have that vet-like confidence. They're players that are able to uh, create their own shot, especially John Morant. Uh, uh, someone that looks like he's been in the league for like 10 years now. He, he just looks that incredible. And I'm really excited to see 
how much he is able to elevate his game next year. Yep, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I had them in the Russell Westbrook tier as well. Um, my 19th pick, I have the OKC Thunder. You know, they had a, a great season this year. Um, again, I don't think they'll be able to replicate that success next year. Um, Chris Paul had a great season, but even as much as, as much as like he can kind of carry them and depend on the output of, I think Shea Gildas Alexander is a promising young prospect. It's going to turn into a superstar and he'll have a great season next year. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't really see the standard team. I see them missing the playoffs. I don't really see them doing yeah, anything at all. I agree. Yeah. Well, you know, Chris Paul, I mean, there's still a chance he could stay there. We don't know yet, but um, yeah, I think that, um, without Chris Paul, which is most likely going to happen, he's going to leave. Uh, this team's just going to ha- not going to have any of like that, that re- that vet like leadership besides Stephen Adams. But obviously, Stephen Stephen Adams can't lead a team. Like he- he's just not that dude. So, um, sure. we actually made a mistake. We're on number twenty one now, oh, and okay, okay. I'm honestly so so surprised and confused by how you don't have this team in your Russell Westbrook category and somehow they're in your pandemic P or maybe even your Danny Green jumper category <laughs> and that team at 21 is Orlando Magic now this team um consistently does I I mean like their description kind of more resembles the NBA player vlog but I mean the Eastern Conference is pretty terrible so that's why um it's kind of inflated their their um their rating, um, but the uh, the Orlando Magic team, they've got some really cool pieces. I mean, they've got Aaron Gordon, you know, Dunkmaster. But besides that, that aside, he's a great player. Uh, definitely offers a lot in terms of being a role player. Um, the the Markel Fultz as well, another great player, and then also their All Star player, um, Nikola Vucevic, who um, is obviously one of the best centers in this league. He offers so much for that team and definitely puts them on his back. I mean. I'm surprised you somehow have them in the pandemic B category. Like they're always showing up in playoffs and they even did a decent job against the Milwaukee Bucks. So, I mean, they've got to be there. With my number 21 pick, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. As you know, uh, you mentioned earlier, um, kind of with D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns that they can make a splash next year. And yeah, I'm hoping, I think Anthony Edwards will be the number one pick. I think um, if they can plug him into their offense at shooting guard, I think, um, They'll take a step up from last year. Still not, still a couple of years away from being a contender and moving up categories into maybe the sprained ankle Doncic, but that's where I have them right now. Yeah, I can I can respect that. That's fair. Um, you know, not to disrespect these final teams, kind of moving into this pandemic P Danny Green jumper category, but um, there's really not that much to talk about. We don't want to bore you that much, so we're kind of just gonna go one for one on these teams. So my number twenty-two pick, first one. For uh, the pandemic P category, teams that are just straight ass right now. There's not much else to say. Like, they're just not good teams. They're, they're not going to be good teams. So I got OKC. Who do you got? Uh, Atlanta Hawks. Okay, okay. I think it's a bit high, but anyways. Uh, what do we got now? 23? Yep. 23, I got the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, okay, I have. I think that's a bit high as well. You know, I think. But wow. to be honest, we are in the pandemic P category, so there's not much difference. Yeah, fair enough. At the bottom, I have the Sacramento Kings. Just okay, a, yeah. overall, just a bum-ass organization. Definitely. I agree. And that's why I've got the one below, San, Sacramento <laughs> Kings. <laughs> number 24. <laughs> My number 24 is the Orlando Magic. Um, okay. Hopefully, Markel Fultz can improve. You know, a little Vuce, bit low. Vucevic Sorry, is good. Then. But, yeah, I think I don't see them doing anything next year. Fair, fair. So, uh, 25, I've got the once-upon-a-time amazing organization, Chicago Bulls. 
you know, that's, that is a pick higher than I have them. I have the Spurs at my number 25 and I don't really have anything to say about them. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. They're kind of a disappointing organization all, all in all, but anyways, moving on to my Danny green jumpers, I've got first the icy Charlotte Hornets, number Damn. 26. Damn. Um, I have the Chicago Bulls as my first team and Danny Green's jumper. Um, hopefully they can, you know, they, they've got some good young assets, but I don't think they're still got a long way to go. And, you know, guys, just just a reminder, like these are the team, like Danny Green's jumper, like if you don't remember, like was just ass. It was terrible. And there's not much <laughs> else to say. Like there's, there's literally nothing to say. Like these are teams that should consider just going bankrupt and just fold in their organization. That's how bad they are. And, and if, so you're anyways, a, if you're a fan yeah. of one of these teams too, just look at look for a stop. at this point. Yeah, honestly. stop or just stop watching ball. There's <laughs> not much else to say, man. But anyways, so number 27, Atlanta Hawks. My number 27, I have the New York Knicks. It's a little bit high for them, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I think for them, like, if they move from, like, number 28 to 27, you know, that doesn't matter that, that much. That's something honest. that Knicks fans yeah. should be proud of. Yeah, to be, that's true. That's true. They should be proud of that. First <laughs> first dub for the Knicks fans. But anyways, <laughs> number 28, Cleveland Cavaliers. That's a bit high for them. I have the number, <laughs> number three. <laughs> Bro, come on. <laughs> I have, them I, number, I, I have them as number 30, but um, I'm going with the Detroit Pistons. Fair, fair. Um, number 29, and I'll, you know, I'll say both, the bottom two teams. This should come to no surprise to anyone that the New York Knicks and the Detroit Pistons are at the bottom. <laughs> two terrible organizations that, that should, honestly, I say this with a straight face, they should go bankrupt. <laughs> like, they're just terrible. That's all there is to say. You know, with, with the New York Knicks, the, the thing is, like, for example, free agency this year, you look, there was – Headed into the free agency, they had like so much potential, and they go and waste two supermax slots on four power forwards. Not, bro, the, you know, like it's the like, organization, it just sucks. Everything like, about like, it is terrible. Like, yeah, like I would feel bad for Julius Randle, but like, even he sucks now. Like, he, <laughs> they've they've made him terrible. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, just a terrible organization. Facts. But yeah, my my last two teams, I have the Charlotte Hornets and Cleveland Cavaliers. Especially with Cleveland, too, you know, they picked Colin Sexton and then followed up this year with Darius Garland as the number four pick, you know. He was injured all year. Didn't really do much this year in the NBA. I was really surprised. I thought definitely management needs to do better there. And for all these teams, you know, um, they just need to do better, need to step their game up. And if you're one of the fans watching this video um, – like, I feel know, bad for you. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll have you in my prayers tonight. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> like, that, that's about it. Yeah. So that's it for today, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Um, DM us on Instagram at the Eurosteppers podcast, on Twitter at Eurosteppers pod too. Um, we're always active on there, um, talking with fans and people who listen, because, you know, we just love talking about basketball. And stay tuned next week. We're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and the NBA bubble, a bit of politics as well, and um, the importance of that social justice movement and change. Um, especially with the U.S. election coming up as well. Straight up. So, yeah, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Um, again, drop a like, subscribe, and we will see you next week. Have a great week. Easy, boys.